All right, we're back at it. Michael Sullivan, Viking Valhalla Project at Westminster, Colorado. We're coming to you completely live, if you consider recordings live, from Fusebox, Humble One, uh, Westminster, Colorado. And I wanted to talk really fast about getting everybody on page with that commercial that I had just done the other day about the Viking Valhalla Project's man challenge that's coming out. So the beard oils, the tomahawks, the challenges for people to get that package sent into them and do the coolest thing that you can do with that tomahawk, throwing it, hitting things with it that doesn't involve a person and or an animal. We, I want to see those cool videos come in so we can get you posted onto the website and the winner of that is going to come directly onto the show. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do a live showing where you're going to do your axe work. Um, hopefully you've managed to improve it by the time we do the actual show. And then we're going to uh, get you a year supply worth of beard oil. So what I'd want from you is the beard oil in your beard, the Viking Valhalla shirt on, and some really cool stuff going on with the uh, Viking Valhalla tomahawks. The Irish weapon is St. Patrick's Day is coming up, and everybody thinks it's Indian. I'm telling you right now, the Toha is Irish from Ireland, just like everything else involving mostly whiskey. So today, we have Ashley Naylor. She's going to be joining us to talk a little bit about mixed martial arts and nutrition. Give you an idea who Ashley is. She is a new athlete with my facility here at Fusebox. Samba One in mixed martial arts. She is a very capable athlete. I think she's going to go somewhere if she makes that decision to get past the social construct of um, manners and not punching people. So she's a very well-mannered person. I think she's got a lot of physical capabilities and uh, met her family, really cool people. I get to get, get in here in the gym sometimes to see her and her husband going to work. I like that. That's pretty cool. So Ashley, it's your turn to say words. Nervous? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Hi, everybody. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've never done a, a recording like this before, so it's exciting to kind of get on here. I love talking nutrition, though. Um, I nerd out in nutrition and fitness a lot. So, so yeah, I agreed to do this just to kind of come on and talk a little bit with Coach here. So at this point, I'm just going to get up and leave the room and just leave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. So what, here's, here's why I brought her on, guys. So she's a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And I have a real particular way of doing diet, which is basically farm-based. And that's where I'm from. And so that's what I understand. And what I see go on with people a lot of times is we get dietary trends that are occurring. And then people jump onto these dietary trends. And then you find out that the dietary trend wasn't right. And then the trend changes. Because yeah. I, I came from the time when, like, eggs were bad. Yeah, fad diets, you know? Yes. You get, you get fad diets. Right. So as a fighter... What I'm interested in is opinions so people can actually hear and make decisions on what's going to work best for them. So yeah. you, you have been around a little bit and you had some ideas of what uh, you think might need to be done with diets. And I think a lot of people have some serious questions about what to eat. I think when to eat is really important uh -huh. and um, how to mix it up. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of what I'm telling them. Then I'm going to have you run with that. Okay. I tell them as many chlorophylls as possible on that plate. Get your proteins, however you're going to get your proteins. I prefer meat proteins, uh, some people vegetarians, whatever. And as long as the balance, the diet's balanced, you're not cramping in workouts, and you have energy through the whole workout, then we're doing pretty good. But then there's this weight retention thing that we deal with. We have some people, most particularly women, that have dealt with weight retention issues. And that can be a serious struggle for us to get that, that excess weight off of them. Okay. Let's, let's start with plants. Um, the first thing you mentioned was chlorophylls. I think that's a great way to phrase um, getting more plants in your diet. We definitely don't do that enough today. Um, we have a lot of really delicious processed options out there, and that's the biggest problem. Um, sugar, refined sugars, refined carbs, they're really tasty. Saturated fats are really good, and your brain loves those. I love them. Um, your brain just lights up. Um, it actually activates opi opioid receptors in your brain. 
Um, so that's, I mean, that's what your body craves. So that's what we have a lot of because we've kind of engineered our modern environment to our cravings because um, that's what's easier to sell. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to sell a carrot. You can't market and advertise and right. sell a carrot. I, you know, um, I've heard a reason for that. The, through our evolution, we have mostly been in ice age-like periods. Yeah. And so it makes sense that you would want to put on as much fat as possible since in those times, weight retention was an issue. And you're trying to cross over a, a massive glacier that's going to take a week. You're not going to get it. They're not yeah. going to be elk out there. Yeah. So now we're still, we've got this wisdom tooth of a dietary need. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Homo sapiens have been around for 200,000 years. So if you look at the past couple of centuries and how our diet has changed so drastically in the past couple of centuries and how we do food now, it's so different from most of our existence on this planet. Mm -hmm. um, so the way that our bodies react to food um, in a natural setting, we're used to cycles of feast and famine. It's like this really great genetic advantage that we can store fat. Um, that's awesome. So if you have a really, quote, thrifty genetic type where you store fat really easily, then you hit the genetic lottery 100,000 years ago. Yes. But today, it just means that you look at cheesecake and gain weight. Yeah, that um, drives women crazy, <laughs> yes. right? It really does. And yeah. I, I've had a fighter like that once, and uh, Maureen Reardon was, was her name, and she, she struggled with getting weight off of her, and she's, she was always saying, like, why do I, you know, why do I suck? Why does my body suck? Why does it, and I'm like, it doesn't. It's actually, it's doing exactly what it should do. But we're in the fight game. We're trying to take weight off, and so she's converting, well, I think she was converting even chicken to fat. That can be tough because, especially with women's hormones, um, so there, there are two types of body fat that are important to know. There's subcutaneous fat. This is the fat that's around your body, under your skin. Um, and then there's visceral fat. That's belly fat. Um, visceral fat is the kind that you do not want to build up. That's when you have, like, a big gut. Um, and that's the dangerous kind. That raises your blood pressure. It puts you at risk for type 2 diabetes and heart disease and all this nasty stuff. Um, but subcutaneous fat, it's not as risky, and that's mostly what women have, like the, the pear shape, mm. the hourglass shape. Um, women's hormones drive their fat stores to their hips. Um, so I think some of the expectations that we have for what women should look like these days, it's kind of like a 12-year-old. You know, that body type is not that of a full-grown woman, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think we need to ease up on the expectations for body type. Um, and Who do you think is making those expectations? Media. I think there's a lot of competition in social media. Um, like image crafting in social media is a big problem today. Like um, all these models and fitness models and such posing in their bikinis. And like yeah. that's what people portray as an ideal body image. But that's a moment. It's a moment. Right. They, yeah. they, had to, they built up to that moment and that's their best picture. Yeah, exactly. And I think that confuses people. Or it's airbrushed or it's altered in some way. You know, you walk through the mall, a lot of these images you see are altered in some way. They're, they're photoshopped. Yeah. And they create really high expectations. And I see women especially, um, especially moms who have had babies being really hard on themselves um, for their body type. So I think we really need to get at, back to food, we really need to get at what's really healthy and where we feel our best. Um, I realize when you're in athletics, there are certain expectations, like to meet a weight class. Um, so you might have to push really, really hard to meet that weight class and mm -hmm. do things that aren't maybe long-term best for your body, but you're playing a sport, you're competing, you, you know the expectations are high when you are in a high-stakes game. Yeah. I think, so as a, as a professional coach, I deal with a real particular group of people when women come in the door. Um, Everybody, everybody needs to get lighter when they walk in than when they walk in the gym. Um, I, I get big guys come in, they're like, I'm a 245-pound fighter. I'm like, well, you're a 245-pound you're a guy. You're, you're a 205 fighter. Um, if you don't diet down in the fight game well, you're going to be outsized in, in a way that's going to be uncomfortable and probably the end of your career. The... Uh, the women thing is, is a real interesting deal to me because I, I have 
this thing that women keep saying it's like 120 that seems to be the number that's stuck in oh, women's heads silly. but <laughs> it is silly and but the, but the thing that really triggers me if, if I get triggered it's that men aren't saying that number to women that I can see women are saying that number to women they're they're coming up with their own exclusion on this so a female want uh, prospect fighter will come in and go I want to be 120 all right, so why? Because, well, that's, that's the weight that's attractive. Like, we're not talking about attractive, we're talking about fighting, right? The female body needs to be, if we're talking about female fighters, what it needs to be for her to perform exactly. at her max. It's about performance. That's it. Yeah, it's about performance where you feel best and you perform the best. Right. Yeah. So that 120 number became this, this sick... Um, mind thing where it really summed down was like you want to be 120 because you want to attract men that are interested in women that weigh 120 pounds and i can't even i that's I they, they, they agreed to that competition between women or with themselves i think women put really high expectations on themselves without regard to external sources as well um i i think um you know, it's a lot of imagery. I think the imagery that we receive today is is one of the biggest problems. And you're right, that's not necessarily coming from men. Um, I mean, who's? It depends on who's on the whatever advertising board for whatever company. You know, it's it's all the imagery that we're getting today. Yeah. But um, yeah, these high expectations do drive unhealthy behaviors, and I think that's what's behind those fad diets that we first mentioned. Yes. Um, like people want fast results because they have really high expectations um, and it gets confusing people don't people forget what's really healthy we need to get back to, to to most simply what is really healthy and that's these like you mentioned farm foods mm -hmm. these whole foods um, something that your great-grandmother would look at and say oh yes that's a food that's a food I recognize that as a food Correct. something yeah. that can't be advertised something that's just clearly a, a food in itself that's not highly processed, that's not confusing, that's not a diet product. Um, all these elimination diets, a lot of the fad diets are elimination diets. So in the 90s, it was low fat. Let's get rid of fat. Fat is bad. Mm -hmm. You mentioned eggs were bad. Mm -hmm. um, now Those it's 80s, carbs yeah. are bad. Yeah. Um, when you're eliminating an sitting entire... Sitting on your ass is bad. Sitting on your... Yes, it is. That's, I think that's been, yeah. uh, been the problem over the last yeah. how many of years, right? Yeah. Is, I don't... I'm not... A nutritionist so I'm not as into what people eat as you may be I'm into what they do not yeah I'm not yeah don't do yeah. Twinkies don't do McDonald's don't do stupid yeah. stuff but and I think people know those are not healthy foods do but they? Because this McDonald's is always full. It shocks me every time I drive by. I know. It's because it's, it's delicious. loaded. People are being driven by their urges to eat what's delicious. If you're listening to this, McDonald's is not delicious. It's not. I know. If you're eating, like, real wholesome fresh foods and know what fresh food really tastes like. I think here's the problem is if I tell someone you need to eat more vegetables, they're going to go to the grocery store and what vegetables are they going to buy? They're probably going to buy like the frozen package of steam in the bag vegetables and they come out all soggy mm -hmm. and that's gross. Like go to the produce section and buy like just fresh vegetables and get a good, even if you're not vegetarian, get a good vegetarian cookbook because vegetables have so much range that people don't explore. Um, there are so many great recipes for vegetables, and what do people do? They they boil potatoes, and they boil broccoli, and they boil carrots, and it's like, stop boiling vegetables. Vegetables are really delicious if you learn how to cook them. So mm -hmm. there's some learning that needs to happen, and I think that's what stops people, too, is that they don't want to work in the kitchen. It, it takes some work to eat whole foods because you have to prepare them yourself because they're not pre-prepared. They're not processed. And you have to do some of that processing yourself, but then you might actually enjoy it. Because if any of my family is listening to this, they'll know that I have not always been the best cook. Um, <laughs> I, I had to learn to cook, and I actually like it now. Um, it's actually enjoyable to me. I think that is. Um, so what what I've done with the Viking Valhalla project, I, and, I, and I've gotten a, a very minuscule amount of uh, resistance on what I'm trying to do because it's modified a little bit. It was very pro-male since... Have you ever heard of a battered men's shelter? 
No. Right, but no. there is issues. Yeah. Not all men are, are Viking warriors, right? Some are bread makers, and they are not designed to take take out grizzlies and, and shit like that. They're they're designed for something more more passive, and they and they can be hurt. They're not everybody's a soldier class genetically. Um, men support groups are rare. Um, even online, it's rare. And so I, I, I started this out, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to support as men. But it really turned into what I really need to support is a well-balanced community of people. Because um, the more I think about it, I don't think that women are after destroying men. No more than men are after destroying women. No. Right? No. So when we, we look at the 120-pound conversation that we're just having. Yeah. Um, I had to talk with that one female fighter, and she goes, well, 120 pounds, and that, those are the guys I want to attract. And like, okay, that blows my mind, because I don't even know what a guy looks like that likes 120 pounds, but I'm telling you right now, it's proportions. Everything's in proportion. Like if my upper lip was the same you know, height as my forehead. Oh, the, the golden ratios. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be, yeah. It'd be wacky. So in proportions usually comes with healthiness. If you're just eating right and you're healthy and you're exercising, your proportions yeah. come into a wonderful balance. There's a look to health too. There's kind of a certain glow. glow. Like, yeah, yeah. When you look healthy and you can see like a healthy bone structure and some musculature and healthy skin, like healthy, I, I don't know. There's a certain healthy look. You and there, can tell. There's, so there's a healthy brain too, yes. right? Absolutely. So this is a this is a pinnacle one that I'm trying to work on with uh, men in the Viking of a Hollow group. Um, we, it, if men don't eat healthy, if women don't eat healthy, all their psychological nuances that are negative, I think, become the volume gets turned up on them. Yes. Yeah. So if there's there's a little crazy, little cray cray in there. Especially with refined sugars, glucose, because yeah. um, glucose is what crosses the blood-brain barrier. So okay. if your glucose levels are off, and if you if they're off for a long time, your insulin levels are off. It makes your brain kind of uh, not function how it should. Is this creating temperament issues? It can. Um, I would think so. I. So the mental health aspect of diet is is absolutely fascinating to me. Um, the uh, men's mental health, in my opinion, gets more attention than women's mental health issues. I think a lot of women have mental health issues that are not diagnosed because they're not violent. Men become violent. And they're usually blamed on hormones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm an emotional person, therefore I haven't even bothered learning how to control myself and I get to do whatever I want, but it's not violent, so nobody's going to come and stop me. Less threatening? Perhaps. Well, if a man comes out here with a baseball bat and starts swinging and busting out car windows because he's upset, the police will be here and deal with it, and then the court system will take care of the rest of it, and he'll be diagnosed probably. But women rarely do that, and if women are violent, they're typically associated with a violent male. So the violent outlashing usually comes from the male end, not, not always. I mean, there's two, there's two incidences on father's rights within the last year of father's losing um, custody to the mother and then the mother taking the baby and sending the husband a video after the fact of her cooking the baby alive in an oven. Oh, geez. This has happened twice in the last year or so. That's terrible. And, it, and it's awful. I don't even know how they process this calmly enough to call the police. I, I don't know. I, don't even, I can't even wrap my head around it. Um, fortunately, I didn't pick a bad person to get married to and, and my boys are healthy you see them outside here there yes um and you your family looks healthy and your husband looks very yeah. sane yeah and, my husband is a rock star yeah he's awesome yeah tall. he's a great dad <laughs> <laughs> and uh but not everybody makes that uh makes good choices and i i really wonder if our bad diet from the time that i've traveled around the world my stomach feels better in europe and south america Yes, in in Europe, I know. Um, so we we talk a lot about. Um, have you heard of the French paradox? Like, well, they eat so much fat and and meat and cheese, and like, why are they so healthy? And 
um, they get so much variety. Hmm. I think that's part of, if you look at like the Mediterranean diet too, it's a lot of variety and I, a lot of fresh I like people foods. to take down that. Yeah, um, look at Italian food in Italy versus, quote, Italian food here. Um, Italian food is Italy, and Italy is just simple, fresh food. Mm-hmm. Just very, like, it's about picking the absolute perfect tomatoes to make that sauce. And here, what do we do? We get, like, a can of tomato sauce and dump it on pasta that's, like, over a year old. And <laughs> I wonder, do you think this is because we didn't have tradition before the industrial era? here in this country that we were trying to break away from the old world and so we lost a lot of this yes that is such a great point um i i've actually i talk about this with my husband all the time that we are we are missing tradition to rely on upon here and with food with food in particular um just knowing how to cook that perfect whatever let's say let's say the pasta sauce in italy just knowing that those ripe tomatoes are like the the thing that you need to go after to get the perfect sauce or whatever like um continuing those traditions in food and i feel like we don't do that often yeah um like sometimes you might have one of your grandmother's recipes or something um but it's not so baked into us as something that's really important to have food culture and food tradition right so around here we have the mexican culture influence a lot but i don't uh so two things. I hate going home to Montana because the food's so boring. And yeah. I'm from Indiana, and I, I, can, I can agree. Right. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's right? It's a lot of fast food. It's like a truck stop. Everything's a truck stop. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's so hard to find, like, fresh food. Now, I do have a lot of relatives who have their own gardens, and they can their own food, and it's awesome. Like, they... Like, they know real fresh food from the earth. Mm -hmm. But, like, as far as, like, restaurants and, like, trying to eat food out there, it's like you order a taco salad and it's a bunch of, like, greasy beans and, like, fake nacho cheese and there's, like, three pieces of lettuce in it. And it's like, this is not a taco salad. So here's here's what I wonder. If we are running off the tradition, and how old are you? I'm 30. All right, you're a puppy. So (laughs) I'm knocking on 50. I apologize. (laughs) I'm still alive. The... Here's what the Generation X ran into. It became the first generation, I think, to really have accessible fake food, and mom wasn't around. So we were the first um, turnkey generation or lock-key generation that we didn't have mom around. She was working. Yeah. So we invented, like, the X Games and, um, you know, it just stupid shit that's what we we invented we just like how do we do stupid shit for a living and and so we we became the extreme generation um and maybe some of the kids that i think they were all extras maybe some of the kids in this generation slightly before us were beginning the downhill mountain biking genre in california but it's right in that window pocket and what is a chew, kid going to choose? He can choose to go out into the garden, chop up the vegetables, and, and you know prepare the meal, or is he going to grab the can of macaroni and cheese, the box of macaroni right. and cheese, and just nail it real yeah. quick? Because we want to get back out on the bike. And so then that created this issue, and we take that same eating standard and hand it off to kids that are not as active, and we started developing a weight, weight issue. Yeah. So, yeah, and you start seeing type 2 diabetes in 8-year-olds. Um, you know, because when you're talking about kids' food choices, kids are not going to make the best food choices because they don't, they're driven by their urges. And remember, the brain wants refined sugars and saturated fats. So kid food, when you think about, when you look at the kids' menu, it's, it's like cookies, it's fats, mac and cheese, hot dogs. It's, that's, quote, kid food, because that's what they're driven to eat. And if you don't encourage them to try new foods and eat different things um, like actual fresh vegetables and make them try it over and over again make them take their thank you bites I have a two and a five year old and my kids they have to take thank you bites they have to try everything and after about you know seven to fourteen tries then they like it Um, it takes work Um, but when kids are never encouraged to try new things, what are they going to eat for their whole life? They're going to eat that pizza. I want They're to, eat that I want to stay pocket. on this topic because yeah. I think this is, a, this is a big one. Not only are we dealing with fighters' diets, but yeah. your next generation, right? Right. Um, your diet as a fighter, your diet as a healthy person, and your child's diet are going to be – we're on the same page. So I see moms go, well, I just don't want to fight the battle. 
And so yeah, here's some processed chicken nuggets, and I'll just make chicken nuggets, and I'll eat some of these shitty chicken nuggets at the same time, and then why isn't my life working? And so yeah. there was this thing that happened with diet. My son, um, Kaiden, my youngest boy, uh, is a rocket ship of an athlete. And so he's showing up to do a jiu-jitsu tournament, and his mother had him the night before. And so if his mother has him the night before, they lose their matches because the diet wasn't done right. Mm. Taken to good times or five guys or something like that and fed food where I go to the grocery store and I get the freshest vegetables I can. They're prepared, they're cut up, and they're cooked in just such a way. And then I combine them with potatoes, red potatoes, and the right carbohydrates and ginger mixed into that and the right protein amounts. The right, right carbohydrates, yes. Yeah. Um, and so for me... Keisha shows up, probably shouldn't have dropped her name, but she shows up <laughs> at the, and, and seeing Uncle Dad stood up and started applauding on this. I, I kid you not. So I'm sitting at the bleachers and Kaiden can barely function. And I'm like, what did you eat? She goes, well, mom took me to uh, Five Guys and then we stopped at <laughs> McDonald's for breakfast on the way in to the tournament. I'm like, we probably lost. I mean, he's like he, he, he lost already. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the nutrition in his system to burn. It's not there. Yeah. And so my metaphor was, like, you know, that's like taking a dragster to Seven Eleven to fuel up before you go to the drag strip. That that's what <laughs> yeah. it is. You're not even dealing yeah, with you're good fuel. Putting cheap fuel. The cheapest stuff you yeah. can get. More yeah. convenient. It's super convenient. You don't have to wait in the line at the yeah. drag strip. You just you're all gassed up. You're gonna lose the race. It's gonna cost you the motor. Yeah. But uh, you're gassed up. Yeah. And uh, in this case, it's how she probably eats herself, and it got passed on. So I think those two things must run hand in hand. They absolutely do. Um, I know. So. When you look at statistics of childhood obesity, if both parents are obese, that child is 80% more likely to be obese in adulthood. Now you say, oh, is it genetics? Is it environment? Well, you inherit your environment as well. So, mm. I mean, it's a mix of both. Um, so if you're inheriting those habits from your parents of like, well, we go to McDonald's before a match, like that's a, that's a habit that you're being taught and that you're inheriting, like let's eat McDonald's for breakfast and you know, that's, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> right. That, okay, so I'm guilty of a lot of this. Um, when I was bringing my boys up, uh, largely alone, I thought I was eating clean. And it turns out that vegetables on a McDonald's burrito probably don't qualify as the vegetables that you need, right? So yeah. I think people get confused into thinking, well, I'm having my vegetables because my, my Taco John's taco has lettuce on it. <laughs> and they don't understand that the quality base of that matters, especially if you were raised in a refined food environment. So yeah. now I, I told you I, I have this farm background, but my mother took me from the farm and moved me to San Diego, Imperial Beach. And at Imperial Beach in San Diego, she used to take me to uh, the Wiener Schnitzel. I don't know if you heard of it. No. Yeah, those, those A-frame buildings that are all liquor stores here in town now. They're, those used to be Wiener Schnitzels. And it was basically the McDonald's of hot dog, corn dogs. And oh uh, so she'd take me there, and I loved it, and I loved to eat, and I'd eat it up. And it was fast. She didn't have to. She was getting away from the farm. She wanted away from the farm. She was going to show a more modern way, right, which was processed corn wrapped around the lowest quality fucking meat that you could get your hands on and then fed to me. And I came out six feet tall, but I wonder what would I be if I had been given over a, an extensive probably 10, 15 years, something other than processed food. Right, right. Um, what does that do? What does it do to the brain? Is my life harder than it would have been? It's, it's quite possible. I mean, when you're, when you're getting processed food, especially processed meats, there, there's a lot of chemicals that go into that too um, that, that affect your body. They can increase um, 
risks for cancer, like the nitrates and nitrites that are in hot dogs. Um, but like, I don't know, there, there are two different sides to this. Some people say, well, kids, they're like teenagers, they're really resilient, like in the, it's that phase of your life where you can eat whatever you want and you don't gain weight and like, um, and then there's, you know, the other side of it where it's like, well, that's, that's a really important part of your development. Your brain is developing. It needs the best fuel possible. That's the side I lean to. That um, I have to be honest here, though. I ate like crap when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, I worked hard in school. I went to work after school. I didn't always eat school lunch. And sometimes the only thing I ate was Burger King on my way to work after school. Right. Um, and it was a lot because that's the only thing I ate all day. Ugh. So I got like a couple of sandwiches there and like... So I ate pretty crappy as a teenager, and you know I don't know how it affects me now, um, but that is a that is a really good I think unanswered question about how how much better could our kids be if they're eating wholesome foods for their whole life. Right. So I uh, when I'm working with people, I like to take a look at like, look at your car. Yeah. I think oftentimes a person's vehicle is very much a telltale about how they live their life. Is it, a, is it a cheap vehicle, right? And is it taken care of? Is it a, is it a cheap vehicle, but it's taken care of? Yeah. Um, that tells you something. Is it, if you look at a smoker, the inside of their car oftentimes is trashed. It has to be, because they're smoking in it, right? Yeah. Um, then the outside might be kept, but it, the, if you would take better care of your vehicle than you would yourself, there's a fundamental flaw in your thinking and you watch people get grossly obese and wash their car and it blows me away yeah yeah i mean i i remember this like so someone who's clearly not taking care of their health and they're getting their hair done every week mm -hmm. or something like that, that yeah it doesn't help <laughs> sorry guys doesn't yeah. help you're still fat uh, and you're not okay so i'm gonna but, say i don't mean to make anybody mad when i say fat yeah. but i don't care um i was that kid in high school and I would point it out, and there was, there was an argument that took place, and this, this, this girl, we were kids at the time, in high school, senior year, saying, I'm happy the way I am. She was massively overweight. I said, I disagree. <laughs> she goes, no, I am. And I said, you can't even ride a bike. You can't tell me with all this excess weight on your body and your system running as poorly as it is and how much it hurts you socially, out in the world, you can't go hiking, you can't go running, you can't do any school sports because you're packing around a hundred extra pounds of weight. Yeah. And then you're eating to, eating to try to make yourself feel better, and it's no different than any other addiction that got ahead of you, but for some reason this one became real popular in the 80s to go, oh, it's not their fault that they overate their whole life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we do have to see there are hundreds of different factors that go into gaining large amounts of weight. And usually when you're dealing with a lot of weight loss, it, you do need some help. Um, it could be psychological help um, because it's probably, or could be some kind of eating disorder. Um, maybe you just need help figuring out what's healthy. Cause like we were talking about, maybe you didn't have a great example growing up. You inherited poor eating habits as a lifestyle. So maybe you need a little bit of guidance. And um, I think it's good to be patient with yourself, though. I know it can be so frustrating when you have, like, 100 pounds to lose. Like, you know, why bother? Where do I start? Or it's not my fault. Or this is just the way I am. And I think it's great to be happy with who you are. I mean, regardless of how you look, I think it's, I think it's good to, to try to find happiness somewhere. But also to be realistic and say, well, maybe I'm not very healthy. And maybe I'll live longer and live a more full and active life if I do lose extra weight or lose, lose all this extra weight. Or, um, it's about reality checks. Every once in a while, just have a reality check with yourself and say, okay, could I be better? Could I do better? Um, what of this is my fault? What of this is not my fault? What of this is in my control? What of this do I need help with? Um, yeah. You're much nicer than me. I know. I try to be patient <laughs> with people. It's I good, know, but, but that would but, be your business, right? Yes, but people need tough love too. And I think that's what a place like this is great for, is really coming in and testing your limits. Like that's, 
that's why I've come to fuse boxes to really test my limits, find out, you know, how far can I push myself? How much can I learn? Um, having tough people around me to push me as well. And I think that's great. And, you know, I do have a tough side when I'm training. I'm a personal trainer as well as a nutritionist. And when I'm training someone, I will push them hard and I will try to get to that core of why are you so overweight? What is in your control? Because some of this is in your control. I get really mad when I hear someone say, well, this just isn't my fault. Well, you know, you can blame anyone anywhere, but um, a lot of this can be in your control. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I don't know. I've, I've never really had patience for it. Um, there's probably people that feel the same way about money. They're like, it's not as hard to make as, yeah. as you're making it sound. And, and that's an area that in the past I had struggled with. But really what it came down to, any of my failures, I act like I'm not struggling with it now. But there's, um, if there's any failures on the part of earning, it was on me. It really was. There was nobody out there trying to hold my head underwater. There was... There was yeah. nobody saying we'd never hire you. That It was literally on me. I had maybe some ideas that were very bad. And I understand that um, I, I've had success in the past. And, and somebody said to me once, he goes, you're really lucky. You're lucky oh, I hate that. That, you, that you developed the success that I, I had my, a moving company. My husband so, and I get so mad about that. Like the just the, oh, you're lucky. Because that, that absolves them of all responsibility to and negates your effort compete with you and it negates your effort yes yeah yeah it's uh you know what kind of made a, a magical turnaround with me is is slightly dietary and, and at some point we're gonna have to come down and kind of nail down um what we're trying to get out to help people start eating and yeah. i think we're talking about meal plans at that point and i'd like to really point them toward you and say you know contact ashley at and hopefully you know okay. where to send them. Yeah. Um, but I had uh, this. This is dietary because it it went into my digestive system. I had broke my neck for like the umpteenth time, and the pain was so bad, and I refused to take narcotics. And it's uh, I didn't want to take any more ibuprofen or naproxen because I'd been pounding the stuff. and It's, it's terrible for your liver. It's terrible for the liver. Yeah. And I've already had a sense of liver failure in the recent past where my liver started producing kind of a, it was an off enzyme. And I don't know how else to explain it because shortly after this, the, uh, the health care reform came around and they took away my health care. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I haven't had insurance since. But the... Uh, um, what we had gotten at is that I was producing a bad enzyme, and the, and the doctor was in two places with it. We don't know why you're producing this enzyme, and I don't understand why you can feel that your liver is having a problem. But I could, and it felt directly like my liver wasn't working. And my mother always used to yell at me when I go to the doctor because I could tell the doctor which organs I'm having problems with. She goes, Shut up, you're not a doctor, you know? <laughs> and the doctor comes back and goes, Well, he's right. And so, so what, for whatever reason, I have that nerve or something connected to each thing. I knew it was my liver. Well, you, I mean, you've been an athlete for your whole life, right? So you mm -hmm. have good somatic feedback. Well, like, maybe you when you get good. punched in the liver a lot and then in the kidney, you get to identify <laughs> where the stuff is. You know where it is, right. yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it could be that. Um, yeah. In any case, the, uh, I had to clean up my diet a lot. And... What really happened, it didn't get cleaned up in my marriage. It wasn't until I met um, that woman up on the wall over there that she came in and said, uh, you're not eating healthy. You're, you think you are, and cleaned up the diet a lot. And that's, that began the process of actually healing my, my physical body and producing proper enzymes and reduced um, this is where the this is where the enzymes started scaring me is because they they produced cramping in the back of my neck was one of the first major symptoms is that my neck would cramp back mm. but I've dealt with that as a child too in the front of my throat where I was constantly cramping and um, I, the, it was so painful that it, I just feared going to bed at night sometimes because the cramps were going to come and 
I've associated a lot of this stuff to shortages in minerals in myself. I was just going to ask about minerals. Yeah. Because usually it's mineral deficiency when you get cramping. And I know you talk about the pink salt all the time. And, but that, yeah. mineral, that mineral shortage makes sense if you think back to what I just said with being fed almost primarily Wiener Schnitzel hot dogs. There's oh, yeah. no way that they were hitting the mineral content in no. there. No, absolutely not. So I was cramping at like four because that was the <laughs> diet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. When you, when you see um, problems with common problems with kids today, there's a lot of talk of like behavioral disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know we're getting better at diagnosing those, but I think there is a certain amount of overdiagnosis because kids are just not eating what they should be eating and they're getting um, spikes of glucose which spikes their activity levels and it affects their focus. So the brain runs best on really vitamin and mineral rich foods. That's um, whole foods like vegetables and fruits and um, good quality meats, um, not just processed meats that are mostly fat, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, that's that's mostly fat and it's poor quality fat because it's grain fed fat. Just wipe them from your diet. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need processed meats in your diet. Don't if you're going to eat meat, um, you should eat a little bit of meat each week. Um, I'm not vegetarian. I was for a while, but um, I'm a fan of just eating a little bit of meat a week. Like, So you have a couple days a week where you do eat vegetarian and you get a lot of good plant-based proteins. Because um, when people worry about protein, a lot of times they worry about, well, I just need to eat meat. That's what protein is. Well, actually plants have protein in them. Protein means amino acid. Mm-hmm. And um, a complete protein profile is a vegetable plus a whole grain. And whole grain means it's not been refined, no white rice, no no white breads. It still has the germ. It still has the whole of the grain. Okay, That's go, where the minerals go are. Over that proce- go over yeah. that profile again. A what? The, <laughs> um, so protein, um, a protein is made up of amino acids. Right. There are like 20 different amino acids. Mm-hmm. Um, a complete protein has all nine of the essential amino acids, which means that our body doesn't make those nine. And we need to get those nine from our diet. Okay. So a meat or a dairy product is complete. It has all nine of those. Um, but a vegetable plus a grain is also complete. So like beans and rice, um, that's a complete protein because okay. it has all nine of those essential amino acids. Okay. Um, so when you're talking about filling out a, a full, complete, varied diet where you don't have holes in your diet, that's the kind of thing that you need to think about is getting variety, um, vegetables so you get all those vitamins and minerals you need and fruits, um, a little bit of meat, so you get a good source of fat, because fat is important in your diet. Um, you want about 25% of your calories to come from fat. Um, and then also um, getting all of that complete amino acid profile, which you can get from plants too. My, uh, one of my civics teachers in high school, Mr. Buckingham, was a boxer. And uh, he was one of the few men that I would listen to. I had, I had some good men in this, this part of the Viking holiday, I, had, I was a bad kid that had strong men threaten to beat my ass if I didn't square up. And it worked. I believed it. <laughs> and uh, being told that I was going to get dragged out behind the school and uh, have a serious conversation, I was like, I believe you. We're good. It instantaneously fixed my behavior. Um, but Mr. Buckingham... Well, being a boxer, so I could, I would respect what he said. I listened. I just couldn't hear weakness, um, unless it was women. Um, I could listen to women because I didn't expect strength out of them, but I could not hear weak men. And uh, her, his wife was uh, uh, my home ec teacher. So, most important class I probably took, the one I took from junior high all the way through high school every year, home ec. Huge. I believe it. No, oh, massively important. They cut that out of a lot of schools today. Horrible, man. It teaches yeah. you exactly what to do and yeah. how to shop. And it life was just, skills. Oh, so important. For some reason, we think calculus is more important than life skills now. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it is unfortunate. But Mr. Buckingham said, you need to get fat. Fat needs, you can't perform well without the fat. But he, he didn't Something, have time to yeah. explain to me what he meant by that. Okay. And so when... 
people are saying I'm cutting out all the fat in my diet, I don't know that that's a good thing. No, it's not. And um, fat-free diet foods are really high in sugar because when you take the fat out, it tastes bad. So they put sugar in it to make it taste more palatable, to make mm-hmm. it taste good again. So like avocados is a good fat replacement. Avocados are great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get good performance off of them. Yeah. Um, so we have about 15 minutes left on this segment. Okay. Okay. We, uh, I, we, we were going to try to do it in half an hour, but no. <laughs> no way, <laughs> man. Um, what would... Uh, where do you want to send people if they want to talk to you more about this, especially from the gym, if they want to talk to you about diet? Yeah. Yeah, so I have a website. It's ashnaylertrainingandnutrition.com. Um, and on my website, I do have a blog that's some fitness, some nutrition. Um, I have a few blog posts on there that are just the absolute basics of how to grocery shop, what to look for at the grocery store, um, how to know what's healthy and what's not. I think, I think that's just, you know, the simplest thing that people need to know is, um, is this healthy? Is this not healthy? Um, how do I know? So yeah, there's more information on my website, ashnaylertrainingandnutrition.com. That's mostly where I am right now. Okay. Yeah, I tell people just don't go into the middle of the grocery store. Stay on the outskirts. Yep. Yeah. Shop the outside aisles. The outside yep. aisles. Um, so is there anything else that you want to say that you want to put in there about your business, what you'd like to, who you're looking for, anything like that? Or I'm just kind of growing my business right now. Um, right now, I'm, um, I was a personal trainer before I became a mom. Um, now, like I said, I have a two and a five-year-old, so I'm still mostly stay-at-home mom now. I'm just kind of growing my business gradually as I'm still raising my kids. Um, so I'm kind of getting my feet back into the water of uh, training and nutrition. Um, I uh, got my nutrition certificate last year through Cornell Online and learned a lot from them. It was a great program. Um, so now I'm just kind of figuring out where I want to direct that. Um, so I'm here at Fusebox, kind of challenging myself and making connections. Um, I'm also looking around um, the Colorado area um, where I am for some in-person training jobs because I miss training in person. I like working one-on-one in person with clients, just kind of being there to help clients and support them as they try to reach whatever goals they're after. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good, good start. So... Um, the beginning of taking over a business and, and making it work yeah. is an incredibly challenging thing. You're, I think you're going to do well, especially if you continue to train. I think yeah. that you'll have extra credentials based to base your um, kind of your proof. Because yeah. who do you go to out there in the world is, is something that's very difficult. I, I face that in the martial arts world. Like this guy I heard is the best. That guy I heard is the best. You're, you're going to face that too. Mm-hmm. So having your face out there, having accomplished something will really, really help. And so I am going to pressure you to at some point compete. That's going to happen. All right. So like, like in jujitsu, something like we start out kickboxing. in you want to kickbox. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's, that's kickboxing's great. Women are really uncomfortable with jujitsu a lot of the times in the beginning, but once you get past that uh, comfort zone issue uh, that women come with, it's, I think you're going to excel well, especially if we can get your husband in here to work with you a little bit. Yeah. He, he wrestled in high school. Um, and yeah, you've probably noticed I don't come to grappling. I did. Classes I here. noticed that. Yeah. I've been just doing the striking classes because I wanted to kind of take it slow. That's where my comfort level is right now with with striking. Mm-hmm. I tried I tried some of the grappling classes and it's really hard. I have a whole new respect. <laughs> a whole new respect. It is so hard. That's. It, <laughs> and it's, it's good. It's good to challenge myself. It is, and I and I want you in there more because it takes time. Yeah. It just it takes time. There's there's no way to the short circuit this man it's it's a time issue yeah so speaking of time i'm going to go ahead and cut everybody off the line here in a moment um so i'm going to point you guys back to the viking valhalla project challenge that's going to be coming up um beard oils look for these things they're going to be coming up onto uh social media here shortly and if you have ideas of beard oil scents that you're interested in send them over to me and i'm going to have the batches begin to be made for those different uh 
suggestions and the tomahawks and the packages and the cool wood boxes and the straight razors with the t-shirts and the video challenge is all going to come out and it's going to be in 2019 i'm going to have it done by this summer and we're also going to be launching the video version of the viking valhalla podcast and we're going to have ashley on that as well because i don't want her getting comfortable so we'll uh um, hopefully have some feedback on the show and see how people uh, thought that this helped if we were clear enough on anything or if it was too vague because I'm like trying to wrangle cats sometimes yeah I feel like I was a little bit uh, broad on you know uh, general nutrition Um, I think it would be fun to get into more specific topics like I think it'd be good to cover maybe like one of the fad diets right now is keto and to talk to people about that or to cover specifically like child nutrition Um, or yeah i feel like today i was maybe a little i think the broad was good i think there's so you know first and foremost stay out of the center of the aisle and when yeah. people are going well what do i eat and i'm like well, let me tell you what you don't eat that that's almost easier because yeah. like don't go to mcdonald's yeah, <laughs> don't get if, any fast food yeah. well i was hungry well i don't i don't fucking if, care if the food itself is like a, a name and it's it's like not identifiable as anything else like a cheeto like what the hell what, what's a cheeto right like, is that a food i don't even know I know, right? I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. If the food name itself is like a new word that doesn't mean anything else, probably don't eat it. It's good. Good <laughs> advice. I like that. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up. We're going to let everybody go and appreciate you guys for listening in. Hopefully you could hear everything. We got the latest high tech technology in here for this podcast, as you can imagine. So, um, that's what we got today. The first Viking Alting is going to be coming up, so look forward to that information. If you don't know what it is, Viking Alting is where Viking men get together and hash out their personal issues um, in ancient times. Today it's going to be about um, meeting up here at the facility. We're going to throw on the gloves. We're going to box a little bit. We're going to wrestle a little bit. Then we're going to go in and we're going to get showered up. We're going to put on very cool clothing. I'm not looking for business suits. We're looking for... Um, nice fashionable Kingsman style clothing we're going to go out and have the mental portion of our meeting for the Viking in Valhalla Project Alting and then we're going to have our ladies show up for dinner afterwards and they're going to uh, um, keep us civilized and cultured because that's what I think women do I think they bring civilization to man and uh, so that's what we've got for the day Ashley thank you for joining in on the podcast and we'll bring you back in Thanks, I appreciate it. We're good. All right, everybody, do something dangerous. Talk to you later.